Hello, and welcome to Level with Jacqueline, the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. I am going to share with you a ripped from the headlines. So this was a DM that I received from someone asking me why I track macros. And they were questioning if tracking to the degree that I was affected my quality of life and with the inaccuracy of my fitness pal, am I actually going to even get the results that I desire? At first I thought, oh my gosh, like, what does this person even know about me? How do they know my story? And of course, tracking is amazing. I, I really think that it can be so helpful for me. And I really got caught up in my own story. Now remember, I'm a human just like you. So sometimes I end up making things about myself, but the work that I've done allowed me to take a pause after I had that 30 second quick moment of, whoa, 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 feeling attacked to, wow, let me educate this person. And not only them, but also my audience. Because guess what? Tracking isn't for everyone. There's a lot of people that it's not good for. However, It's helpful for me as a tool and many of my clients. Today's episode, I'm going to give you a sneak peek into the coaching that I do with my individual clients, because guess what? Surprise, a lot of them actually don't track macros. That's right. A lot of us will actually work on intuitive eating skills or even habits for that matter. But let me rewind a little bit. When I first thought about becoming a coach, I was gung-ho and I was like, macros is the way. And so many people who first find macros in the beginning think this. They are like, I've unlocked the holy grail of all the foods. I can eat cake and pasta and cookies and pizza and I can drink a beer and I can have wine and I can do all the things, just not all at once. And I have this magical idea of food freedom. I want to shout that from the rooftops and I want everybody else who's been on some kind of diet where they've removed a food group or been so restrictive and they felt like they couldn't handle it anymore and then binged afterwards that they need to come along on this a magical roller coaster ride of flexible dieting with me. I still feel that tracking macros and flexible dieting can be extremely helpful and powerful and empowering to many people. As a matter of fact, I still track myself and I use it as a tool if I need support during a certain time in my life. I do not track all year round. Let me make that crystal clear. As a matter of fact, I live in maintenance most of the year and I choose once, maybe twice per year at most to ever go into a calorie deficit. Let me explain to you what a calorie deficit is. So any diet that a person will go on will allow them to be in a calorie deficit, which means you're going to eat less food that your body needs in order to survive during the day. This calorie deficit or less than what you need allows your body then to lose weight. Lose weight is global because this also means you're going to lose body fat You may also lose some muscle, 
and then also some water weight. One of the reasons I enjoy teaching tracking and flexible dieting is you're allowed to eat all the foods that you want. All food is on the table. So it really levels the playing field and actually can lead to food freedom. It can also help you see what's the breakdown of the macronutrients that I'm eating. And maybe you don't know what macros are. So it's protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Now, a lot of diets out there will ask you to cut carbs. People love this one. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go keto. I'm going to drop carbs. I'm going to do South Beach. I'm going to do no more bread after six, whatever it is that you've heard. But guess what? Carbs are delicious. And they help us feel good in the gym after a workout. And they can help us sleep really well. And frankly, I don't want to live a life where I can't have a cookie. Or have my moms who have kids' third birthday parties not have the cake and sit on the sidelines eating a sad salad. No, thank you. So that's why flexible dieting can be so empowering. At the same time, I want you to be able to find the balance of those macronutrients that helps you feel your best. And that can be very experiential, right? Because you might be like, oh, I'm just coming out of having a baby and I need to make sure I get enough fat to make my milk supply stay strong. Or I'm training for the Boston Marathon and I need to make sure that I'm carb loading, but in the right way. Or I'm just new to bodybuilding or weight training and I need to make sure that I'm protecting the muscle that I'm building. How much protein should I be eating? These are all valid reasons why tracking macros can be super helpful. But I'll tell you something. My average client is a woman between the ages of 30 to 50 who is trying to get off the diet roller coaster and really wanting to understand what her body needs in order to survive, in order to thrive, and in order to feel like she's not constantly beating herself up in the gym or trying to be a cardio bunny or trying to do the next juice cleanse to lose the five pounds. She wants to figure it out. That is who I help. Those women often come to me and they say, I just want to be able to feel confident shopping my closet, putting on some clothes. I want to work out in a reasonable manner. That's not too much, not too little. I want to be able to have a date night with my partner. I want to be able to enjoy my kids' birthday parties while we're away on vacation. And I don't want to feel like I'm constantly prepping food and a slave to whatever meal plan somebody's going to provide for me. Again, the exact reason why I teach flexible dieting alongside intuitive eating principles. Yep. This is where the mashup happens and why my coaching can actually be so different from any others that you may come across. When you immediately from the very first check-in with me are learning habits that allow you to start thinking about what intuitive eating might look like for you in the future, along with some tracking. Because if you have no clue or any awareness at all what you're consuming, how do we know where we're starting? So oftentimes I will have clients almost have both in the same little basket, keeping it really simple, and we're moving along together so you can gain awareness of what you're consuming. 
You can start to create a habit or two here or there, and then we blend them together. And then eventually, we can start to wean off some of the tracking and lean more reliant and heavily on the intuitive eating principles. And an example of that might be putting your fork down between bites or eating to 80% fullness. However, would you even know what that feels like until I had you eat to being full or being satiated? What if you don't even know how many calories or you're consuming or drinking per day? Usually that's where I have a lot of people start because when we have awareness, now we can make observations and get curious and then make decisions about what can shift and what can move. Because for some of you, there absolutely might be non-negotiables. We have pizza night every Friday night with my husband and my two kids. It's something we always do. We're slinging pizzas out in the uni in the backyard. I have a glass of wine. We have a family conversation. It's a memory that we're making. My husband and I, we have a standing date night at 6.30 at one of our favorite restaurants. And guess what? I'm always going to have two cocktails. We're always going to have dessert. That is on the table, and I'm not going to change it for anything. You might say, guess what? I do brunch and bagels with the girls on Sunday mornings. This is what we do. It's what brings me joy and gets me out of the house so I can actually have a little time solo before I go back to parenting. Again, this is exactly why flexible dieting and intuitive eating allow you to feel empowered. Because you're now getting a choice. There's no guilt around the bagel. Because you know that it has 65 carbs. And you get to make a choice if you want that or a glass or two of wine later on with dinner. Being able to now then be empowered to make the decision is going to give you that freedom to work your way towards this being a sustainable lifestyle and create sustainable habits. That's what I want for all of my people. I have been on the diet roller coaster ever since I was 14, until I found macros. And the people that I attract to come coach with me are people who have very similar stories. They're tired. We've been marketed to by the magazines that we were getting in the glossy section at 12 years old, telling us we need to eat 1,200 calories and get on the cardio machine for 45 minutes, and we can maybe try to be a size two, and God help you if you're anything other than that, because then apparently your body's not worthy. Well, first of all, let's break that fucking mold. (laughs) Thank you very much. Secondly, there's a better way. There's a better way than just restricting and saying, No. The way is allowing yourself to understand the food values. So then you can say yes for now and no for not right now, but maybe later once I reach a goal. Those types of empowering statements allow you then to say, oh, I'm not being restricted because I'm following this meal plan. I'm making a choice. So now I can be in control and feel empowered. Because that's the whole baseline of this whole entire thing, all of my coaching. If you want it in a nutshell, you always have a choice.
There you go. You never need to come coach with me. That is the coaching I will give back to you every single week. And I'm going to tell you something. It's the coaching I give to myself every single week. Jacqueline Boulay Price, you have a choice tonight. You have a choice to either have ice cream with your husband or you can have your shake. Which one do you want? Jacqueline, you get a choice if you want to track today, yes or no? Really simple. You get a choice today. Do you want that big ass salad or do you want tacos? Which one will make you feel your best? Which one will bring you joy? Which one will make you feel fuller because you know that you're going to be having dinner tonight? It's going to be a little bit later. There's going to be cocktails. Which one works best for you? So since I did that for myself and then I started to also blend in asking myself those questions intuitively, I thought, oh, wow, this was the missing link when I first was coaching. Some of those pieces weren't there. And then I brought them into the mix. And that's how I help my clients actually find their sustainable lifestyle habits. Okay. The other thing you should know, when we're talking about any kind of diet, when you restrict calories or go into a calorie deficit, you're going to lose weight. In my opinion, tracking macros gets to be superior because you actually have the ability to manipulate what's going on inside the landscape of the calories that you're given. So you get to decide how much protein, carbs, and fats you'd like to have, and you can choose to manipulate those based on how your body's responding. How are you recovering after lifting in the gym? How are you sleeping? What's your digestion like? What's going on with your hormones? Are you, do you still have your period? All of these can get wiggled around. Some of them can end up being negative. People go too low or too extreme with their macros. And so the ability to be able to manipulate them gives you, again, that power. And that's why it's really smart to work with a coach because sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. You might be struggling and saying, oh my gosh, I'm so tired after this heavy lifting, but you know, I have to eat these 1500 calories and these are my macros and I'm just going to suffer so I can get the scale weight. <sighs> but what if you told your coach, oh my gosh, like I'm not sleeping so hot and my muscles are sore and I'm tired. Like for my workouts after those lifts, they might say to you, oh, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that information. Let's try carb cycling. Let's give you more carbs on the heavy lifting days. Let's give you more fat on your active recovery days. And then next week, let me know how you felt after that. Give me that feedback. Here's the coaching relationship. And this is how you're always going to get the most out of working with the coach when you give them that information back. Or, hey, I do not like this protein target at all. I'm really struggling to hit this. This is so much. Plus, it's disgusting. I cannot eat this much meat. Nasty. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that information with me. I'm going to actually bring it down by 20 grams. And let's see how you do with that. Does that feel better for you? Let's take that away. And now you can have more of a carb-heavy snack in the middle of the afternoon because I see that you're craving that. I know the kids are home. You're like, oh my gosh, this is my chocolate hour. Please give me <laughs> the, the Teddy Grahams in the yogurt. With <laughs> Yes, I hear you. I see you. And again, this is one of the reasons why Asking for an accountability partner can be so empowering because sometimes you just can't get out of your own way because there's emotions involved. And when there's emotions involved, because guess what? All of this is emotional. 
I tell my clients, you should be working with a therapist while you're working with me because I'm not a food therapist at all or a regular counselor for that matter. But you cannot remove the emotional piece and that's the deep work. It's the work that I ask everybody to do with me or alongside of me while we're together. The people who do that, hint, hint, are the people who actually have the most success with me. And they have the long-term sustained weight loss, including yours truly. Because I started to open up the emotions wheel and I thought, oh God, I'm sad. It's not just I'm sad. I'm sad because, and it's making me feel this in my body and therefore that's uncomfortable and now I want to. You fill in these blanks and then you can sit in that emotion and that's just fucking uncomfortable. Let me tell you what. I'm also going to tell you the emotion wave takes about 90 seconds to ride and then it dissipates. That's science, man. That's not me. So if you recognize that emotion and you can name it, you can feel it, you can feel uncomfortable and it's okay to feel, I promise you it's okay. And then it waves by. Then maybe you surf that urge of the craving too. And then you realize you needed something else after all. Maybe you needed a hug. Maybe you needed some garden therapy. (laughs) There's a guy right now on Instagram who has a song about garden therapy. It's so funny. It's been playing over and over in my head because I'm digging out in my own garden. I'm getting my hands dirty every single night. Right around 5 to 7 p.m. I'm doing that. It's been feeling so good. I'm outside with the dogs. Chloe's running around in her X-Pen. It's just like bringing me the joy. That's usually when I have a glass of wine or that's when I get a little snacky. I'm like, oh, like what? what's lurking in the pantry that I might need to have before I make dinner? Well, maybe I'm just flipping bored or maybe I'm tired from the day and I need to get out of the house. There's so many other things that needed to be observed so I think I could make a choice. And that might be happening for you too. But I'm going to tell you something. Tracking is not for everyone. I use it as a tool because I know that I can manipulate it in a way that feels good for me. But if it ever becomes something that overtakes my life, something that makes me constantly obsessed with getting into my food diary app or, oh, I can't go out with you tonight. I'm just going to avoid all these social events because I need to stay home and eat my meal prep or Oh, I and all I think about is food all day long. I can't wait till my next meal. You should not track. No. If you have a history of disordered eating, not for you. If you're somebody who can use it as a tool and not live and die by the numbers and actually just be flexible and say, hey, I'm going to use this as my guide. I'm going to be here. I'm going to show up. And if I eat this way, about 90% of the time, I'm going to see the results that I'd like to see. And I'm going to get there in a comfortable manner because I know that I'm never going to tell myself, no, you can't have this because that food is bad and therefore you will not be a good human if you eat that. Because that was the way I used to diet. And that's the way a lot of people do that as well. And they shame themselves into the shoulds and should nots. And that business has to stop. And the business of Flexible dieting and intuitive eating, in my humble opinion, should grow because it allows people to be living a true lifestyle. Oh my gosh. You guys, 
I really hope that this episode was helpful for you. And I and I do want to know if you if you follow me on Instagram, could you send me a message if this was something that gave you a little insight to how coaching looks like inside Live Well with Jacqueline? Or maybe you're the person who's like, oh, I've been on so many of those diets before. I didn't know this is what flexible dieting was. I didn't know that macro tracking could be mashed up with intuitive eating. So there's actually some flexibility in there. Send me a message on that too, because guess what? There, there's things I didn't know when I first started. And once I learned, I again became more empowered. And then that's how I continue to coach and educate all of my clients. As always, thank you for tuning in to the Live Well with Jacqueline podcast. Have a great day.